Two Kids and a Career is a production of Jill Divine Media. I mean, it really helps to join other communities, right? Like the YMCA or finding a church really helps, especially in Memphis. There's a church on every single corner. And (laughs) honestly, I thought that people were exaggerating, but they're not. (laughs) So there are so many different communities that you could join and be a part of. And it really just takes that one like brave moment of stepping out of your comfort zone and getting into it and starting a conversation with someone. Evoke Creative is a proud sponsor of Two Kids and a Career. They help small business owners like me brand with purpose and market with intent. The ladies at Evoke Creative will help make your digital presence known. Learn more at evokecco.com. That's evokecco.com. Hi there, and welcome to Two Kids in a Career. I'm Jill Devine. As an entrepreneur, wife, and mama, the daily grind of trying to build a business while taking care of kids and trying to maintain a healthy connection with my hubby, it's a lot. With this podcast, you're going to hear candid conversations with other moms, parenting experts who can share their knowledge and insight, or you'll just hear me rambling to get it all out. There's going to be tears, there's going to be laughter, but most importantly, there will be support. Take a listen and connect with me so we can grow and learn from one another. This is Two Kids and a Career. I would like to welcome a super mom to this week's episode, Jerrica Dennison. Welcome. It is good to talk to you. And I'm going to say it hasn't been that long and I'll explain in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me on your show. I'm so excited to talk to you again today. So Jerrica and I, we connected because her brother has a podcast and I was on that podcast and I was talking to him. Oh, can you give the name of your brother's podcast so we can give him a little love? Uh, Yeah, it's I believe you were on Broken Bulbs. I was Broken Bulbs. Yep. And that was really fascinating. It was it's I hate to use the word failure, but it is it's like all like different failures in your life but have led to a positive outcome. And so it really sparked me a little bit when we were talking and I felt like it was therapeutic and it was (laughs) awesome. So anyway, he and I did some recording together and he was like, listen, I think you would be a great guest on my sister's podcast. Her podcast is called She Has a Name Too. And Immediately, I perked up, and then I learned a little bit more about you from him. And then I was like, well, she would be a perfect guest on my podcast. So now this beautiful little collaboration has happened. I am going to be on Jerrica's podcast next week, and I'll make sure to uh, share all the love with the listeners on your stuff. So let's first start with that. Let's start with your podcast and why you created it, because this is a big deal, too. It kind of goes back to the Supermom shout out. Like, You, I always say you are seen and you are supported. And sometimes as a mom, we don't really feel that way. Yeah. And that is a huge reason why I started this podcast. Um, Well, my, my podcast, (laughs) I'm on your podcast. It's kind of confusing, right? Um, The, the main reason why I started, she has a name too, um, is really like to validate those feelings that moms have. Um, I was... A year postpartum, my daughter had just turned a year old, and I was like, man, this is all I've ever thought that I wanted, but is it? You know, and, mm-hmm. and I was feeling kind of lost and kind of, 
you know, that identity crisis that you go through as a young mom and a, and a brand new mom. Um, and I was talking with a friend and she was like, I feel like I can't do any of the same things anymore. Um, and that just made me feel so sad that she felt like she couldn't do the things that she loved. And so the whole real purpose behind She Has a Name Too is to remind us as moms that we can still do the awesome things that we love. And, um, you know, sometimes they take a little more planning um, and a diaper bag, but we can we can totally go on that hike and and make it happen. We can we can do those things that we love. I just love that whole concept because it is hard and it does make you sometimes think, okay, I can't do this. I can't mm -hmm. go anywhere because I've got two kids, one kid, five kids, whatever it may be. And yeah, mm -hmm. you can, it might just look different than you're used to, but you can. So the podcast, right. she has a name too. It is available on all the podcast platforms, correct? Yep. Yep. Everything, everywhere you get your podcasts. All righty. So I would love for you to check out her podcast as well as when you're listening to mine, just go back and forth. That would be great for both Jerrica and myself. But let's <laughs> talk about Jerrica. Um, of course, I'm going to ask you, what's your name outside of motherhood? Um, but I want to also know about motherhood. So let's start that way. Uh, let's talk about your kiddo and all that good stuff. And then we'll dive into Jerrica. Um, I love that because that's like what I ask. I know. Guests, so I'm like <laughs> that's, I, in the hot yep. seat right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's totally um, different okay. on the other side, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's so fun. Um, yeah. So my daughter's name is Ivy and she is just over two years old. She is a firecracker. She's so funny. Um, she has this huge imagination. Everything has a name and a story behind it. Um, and she is quite the talker. Um, she started talking about 18 months old and she does not stop ever. <laughs> so um, my motherhood is pretty busy just keeping her entertained. And um, we do a lot of playing pretend around our house. Oh, yes. I am familiar having that two and four year old at home. I totally get it. And you know, uh, Jerrica, another little connection here. So Ivy is my two year old's middle name. I was going oh, for that yeah. as the first name. And I really picked our oldest daughter's name. And so I I had to kind of concede and let my husband pick <laughs> the youngest one's name. So we compromised. And so Ivy's her middle name. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Cute. Ivy is, it's such a great middle name too. It it's is. So it's simple so, so good. It's, I, I love the name mm -hmm. and yeah, it's a good choice. First or middle. Thank you. Great choice right <laughs> there. So the one thing that I know that you have struggled with and you want to talk more about, and I don't know a lot of the details, but it's the community because you have mm -hmm. moved around a lot because you're in Tennessee right now, but you're from Canada. And so yes, I need to know how all of this is working out and how you went from Canada to Tennessee. Yeah. Um, 
Kate, it is a long road <laughs> to Tennessee. <laughs> Not only if you drive. <laughs> Bumpy, windy road. <laughs> Very windy. Um, yeah. So not only if you drive straight from Canada, um, from Calgary, Canada, where I was born and raised, to Memphis, Tennessee, where I am now, um, but also just in my life. Um, I was born and raised in Calgary, Canada, and then I moved to Rome, Italy, actually, and kind of moved around Italy for a year and a half. Um, and then I moved to Idaho for school, <laughs> oh. Denver, Colorado. <laughs> um, I So while I was in Idaho, I met and married my husband, and then we moved to Denver, Colorado for um, an internship. And then we went to Salt Lake City, Utah for um, his graduate school. And I worked two jobs there. And then we went to Ontario, California, um, where he started his first full-time job as a tax accountant. And we had our first baby there, um, our only baby right now. Um, and then we came out here to Memphis. And so it has been, yeah, a long road to get out here um, and lots of adventures. Okay. So you're in Memphis because of his job? Yes. Well, the opportunity presented itself. Um, we sought out the opportunity. But yeah, so we we were in California um, during COVID, like 2020, during the high, the high lockdowns of COVID in California. Um, and so we were just, he was working from home and we were like, why are we paying an arm and a leg and a kidney when you work from home? Mm -hmm. Like for rent, you know, like why are we spending so much um, to just work from home when we really don't have to live here? Um, and so we just looked into transferring with his job and we felt like Memphis was just the right place and they actually really needed him out here. Um, and so we just went with it. We took the leap of faith and we just moved out to Tennessee. We didn't know a single person when we moved out here. <laughs> So you're travelers, both of you. Would you say that that's mm -hmm. accurate? Um, I have definitely more of a travel bug than he does. Um, but as far as moving around, yeah, we're both pretty okay with it. Yeah. I find it very courageous when I meet someone who can just move. I know that sounds so simple, mm -hmm. but I have been born and raised here in St. Louis, have never lived anywhere else, and haven't really had a desire to live anywhere else, except for maybe like a beach where, you know, it's always warm. <laughs> I don't like cold winter St. Louis weather, and I don't like humid heat, but I, mm -hmm. I don't know. I've never been that kind of person that had to go to the next place for whatever reason. And I know a lot of people who do and they really enjoy it. And and I, I really got to say, I think it is so awesome. And I think that if that is something somebody wants to do, they should do it. If it's like kind of mm -hmm. itching at them, just go. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that it's courageous because it is very nerve wracking, um, especially this last move <laughs> when we don't know anyone yeah. um, at all. It is pretty, it can be pretty nerve wracking. Um, but, you know, I try to go into it with an open mind and just realizing like, I know that Memphis isn't our forever home either. 
Um, I know that there will be a next step, but I go into every move trying to have a positive attitude with like, what can we learn from this new place? And especially going from California to Memphis, like, I mean, the cultural difference alone, you know, um, the shopping (laughs) – yeah, this shopping is not California shopping. <laughs> um, and so I knew that there were going to be some differences. And so just going in with an open mind and an open heart um, really helps ease that those nerves. Yeah. And I mean, you're from Canada, too. Like that's mm-hmm. all, all like completely different. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. even in <laughs> itself. You're like, well, well, um, OK, we're not talking about just state to state. We're talking about born and raised in Canada. And but you've mm-hmm. also been to some really cool places like Italy, which that's on my bucket list. Um, yeah. And to be able to see all of that and to experience the culture and. I don't know. I just think that if, like I said, if you have any sort of travel bug within you and that's what fills you up, you got to do it. Yeah. And especially um, with the movement towards working from home, like so many more people can work from home now. Um, If you can find a job that will let you work from home, let you work from anywhere, definitely like take advantage of that and Take your laptop with you wherever you want to go. I have a friend who is in Costa Rica right now because she can do that. She can work from wherever. And she knew someone that knew someone. I don't even know how the whole story goes. And they are basically, I don't think they're even paying rent for a year. And they are just living their best life. Yeah. I'm like, Wow. <laughs> that that's, that's awesome. So cool. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. Um you mentioned that it was a big deal to move to Memphis. You guys knew no mm-hmm. one and you also have mm-hmm. a baby in the situation now in the mix. So yeah. that is one thing that you have talked about on your podcast too, but I'd like to get your perspective about the community of finding other moms and friends to help along the way, because it's something I've talked a lot about in my podcast, and that is supporting one another and women being there for one Mm -hmm. another. And so I'd like to get your perspective as someone who has gone into a situation, literally not knowing anyone. And we all know as moms, it is hard when you don't have help or have someone nearby to talk to about motherhood? It is hard. Um, And in in California, it was a very similar situation. When we did move to California, we didn't know anyone except for the people that my husband worked with. Um, And so I was alone during tax season with this brand new baby. Um, And just the contrast between our first couple of months in California and being in Memphis and – um, making all these friends like so fast. And I think it's the way that I did it. Um, in California, I kind of sat at home a lot, you know, brand new baby, very nervous to go out. Um, I was facing baby blues and potentially postpartum depression that was never diagnosed. Um, but you know, I didn't want to go out and talk to people. 
Um, but when we moved to Memphis, I decided, okay, this needs to be different than my experience in California, um, which turned out to be great. It was a hard couple of months, but it turned out to be a good experience overall. Um, and so I wanted Memphis to be different. And so what I did was when we moved here, I signed up for the YMCA. Um, and I started going to yoga classes and different different exercise classes at the Y. Um, and I met some incredible women there who are willing to watch my daughter for me, who have kids the same age. Um, and it's just it's really great. It it has it has been amazing to make friends again. So one thing that I will say about like moving and putting yourself out there and building a community, um, I mean, it really helps to, you know, join other communities, right? Like the YMCA or finding a church really helps, um, especially in Memphis. There, are, There's a church on every single corner. And <laughs> honestly, I thought that people were exaggerating, but they're not. <laughs> Um, so there are so many different communities that you could join and be a part of. Um, and it really just takes that one like brave moment of stepping out of your comfort zone and getting into it and starting a conversation with someone. So walk me through that though. When you start going to the YMCA, you start going Mm -hmm. to different places within your community like approaching others because it can be scary. I mean, it's like, uh, mm-hmm. what are they going to yeah. think I'm trying to do or trying to sell or I don't know. Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like, for example, um, we started going to a church here um, in our area as well. And after the meeting, I just got up and I like beelined it for this little family who had a daughter that is about Ivy's age. And I just went up to them and I was like, hi, we just moved here. Um, How's it going? I see you have a baby, my baby's age. And we just started chatting and um, we're super good friends now. We watch The Bachelorette every night or every week. Right, every yeah. episode. It together. feels like every night. Um, yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> I wish. Mm. Um, no. Uh, yeah. So just taking that initiative and like going up and saying, "Okay, I see that you have something in common with me. What else do we have in common?" Right. Um, and then, like at the YMCA, some of the women there that I've become friends with are a lot older. Um, they're in their like 50s or 60s. Um, and I was just sitting on my yoga mat one day and I turned to the lady next to me and I said, oh, I like your yoga mat. It's really cute. And she s- started talking to me and I mentioned that I had a baby and she was like, oh, well, you know, are your parents nearby? And I said, no, no, they live in Canada. And she goes, well, do you need a grandma? Like oh. I can I can be your grandma, like, or your, your daughter's grandma. And I was like, I would love that, you know? And so, you know, you're not going to spark these amazing conversations with everyone. You know, I try sometimes at the grocery store, you know, whatever, but people that you see on a regular basis. And that's why I say like going to church or going to the Y or 
going maybe you go to target every three days and see the same mom there like walking around target right the people that you see on a regular basis those can really um, be easy conversations to have well i had someone tell me one time it's always good to have someone a season ahead of you Mm -hmm. in life and so when you were talking about the grandma i mean how great is that i think Sometimes we forget that the old can teach the young and the Mm -hmm. young can teach the old and we have to work together on that. And when you mentioned church, I know I told you this when we talked for your podcast, but Mm -hmm. I also work for my church and the thing that I'm in charge of there are community groups. And that's exactly like I'm like, Hallelujah. Amen. Right there. Like community groups are meant to have people grow spiritually, but also connect relationally. And Mm -hmm. you get in a group with people that have similar interests or similar lifestyles as you so that you can be there for one another. And I got to tell you, I have met some incredible women um, in the short amount of time that I've been at the church, women that just fill my heart, fill my soul, keep me uplifted, tell me I'm doing a great job as a mom. And Mm -hmm. I can't think of anything better than that. Yeah, for sure. Because we all need that, right? We need our buckets filled. And as nice as it would be to do that for ourselves, sometimes we really just need that person from the outside to tell us that we're doing a good job. So I didn't finish the question or have you give the answer to who you are. I know this is what you ask all of your guests. Uh, You asked me that. You ask every guest who they are when they're not a mom. And Mm -hmm. so I'd like to know that about you. I was thinking like, oh, I dodged a bullet on that one. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Nothing comfortable here. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay. I love that question because it really makes you soul search. Yep. Um, Yeah. So who am I outside of my motherhood? Um, I love to travel like so much. um, And we've talked about that a little bit, but I actually was supposed to go on a study abroad to France Mm. um, when I met my husband and I decided to not go (laughs) and stay with him. And I'm like, dang it. So he knows that he owes me three months in France. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I have this huge travel bug. I love to see the world, but more importantly, um, I love to see it from a local perspective. And I think that's what I love about moving around so much is that it's not, you know, I'm not coming to Memphis and like just seeing Beale Street. Right. Right. I am or um, like Graceland. Right. I actually probably will never go to Graceland because I've heard it's really expensive. Um, But it's, you know, it's embracing the culture and embracing um, the locals and what they love to do. Um, And that's my favorite way to travel. Um, I also love being outdoors. Um, I'm not huge into bugs though. So (laughs) I like being outdoors where it's still slightly civilized, I guess. Um, I like my indoor plumbing, so we'll go camping, but there's always a bathroom with actual plumbing nearby. (laughs) Um, 
And honestly, I really love shopping. That's like my favorite thing to do right now. Um, we are building a house here in uh, just outside of Memphis. And I am like shopping for light fixtures and just all the things that I can't wait to decorate my house with. Um, but it's mostly just online window shopping for now. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So something that you said or your answer, it took me back to when I was on the episode with you and I knew I had to answer that question. And what was, I don't know why we do this, but I guess it's just part of our, our DNA as, as moms. But I had answered that outside of motherhood, I'm a career driven. And I believe I said kind person, something Mm -hmm. like that kind or giving, I don't know. But you had mentioned that there are a lot of times that women will say, they they feel bad if they don't say, like, I'm a wife, or I'm a friend, or I'm a sister, or I'm this or that. Because I did, Mm -hmm. that was like category B, (laughs) if you want to break it down. (laughs) And it is because sometimes you do feel kind of bad when you say that, like Mm -hmm. those people don't matter to me, which that's not it. I mean, you should go with your gut and say what it is that you feel that you truly are outside of motherhood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. I didn't mention that I'm a wife in my my thing, Um, but I am. (laughs) And I care very much about my husband's happiness and um, the things that he loves too. Um, But, you know, I think it's when I ask that question, um, I really love like digging deep into what you like to do outside of, um, you know, there are things that I like to do with my friends. Like I mentioned watching The Bachelorette, right? Um, That's something I love to do as a friend. But if it's just me by myself, like I'm not usually going to watch The Bachelorette like without any outside motivation for it you know? Um, whereas like traveling, like if I had no friends, if I was single, if I had no kids, um, if my family totally disowned me, I would still travel. That's, that's something about like who I am deep down inside. Like it's a you deal breaker if that yeah. is taken mm-hmm. away from you. Oh yeah, totally. And it's good that you push us to think about that true answer. Because I, again, like I said, I made that as a a subcategory because I felt like I needed to say that. And right, I love my husband, but he's not the only thing or only person providing me my happiness. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of women are getting lost in that identity crisis, so to speak, on on who exactly they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I had that identity crisis when I got married. And then again when we had our first baby and I'm like, "Dang it, I just got out of this identity crisis and now I'm back <laughs> in it." And so I'm like, "Okay, well, I'm not going to have any more like first, right? Like our next baby it's going to be the same, right? Kind of maybe a little bit." Um, well, <laughs> 
You just wait and see, Jerrica. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least I, at least as far as like an identity crisis goes, you know. Right. Like, okay. This isn't motherhood. I'm not becoming a mother with the second child. No. And so I am very hopeful that those feelings will be at least different um, compared to the first time. But yes, I am naive to that. <laughs> no, you just don't know. I mean, yeah. I didn't know. And I there were lots of things that – I thought would be different with baby number two. And Mm -hmm. I've been surprised by a lot of the things too. It's just, and you, and this is going totally off topic, but it is one of those things where people will tell you, um, you know, you think, how can I love a second one? Like I love Mm -hmm. my first and you do. And it, it is one of those very interesting things, I guess I could say. I mean, Oh, that's a whole nother episode, Jerica. A whole nother episode. <laughs> I'm going to have to come back. <laughs> yes. Different things that I'm like, well, why didn't anybody tell me about this? Or why everybody's yeah. focusing on this? Like mm-hmm. how I'm never, never going to sleep again. Okay, assholes, we know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know I'm never going to sleep again. I don't need that stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, that that's, that's a whole nother combo. Um, <laughs> in our final moments together, I do want to touch on a couple of your previous guests, mm-hmm. some that maybe have surprised you with their answers, or um, maybe you did see a change in them. Maybe talking to you did help them figure out their identity. I've had a couple guests on who are very confident about who they are. Um, And they, I mean, they just, the interview is just so smooth. And, you know, there's, there's no pause at all of reflection, um, which is, I mean, incredible for them. Um, And I have had a few other guests who really take the time to, I mean, maybe they've never thought of this before. And, and, you know, um, some people already have, and and that's not an issue. Um, but they really take the time to sit back and think, like, wait, who am I? You know. Mm. And I've I've been able to have some really incredible interviews with women um, who have taken that time. Um, I like to send out my questions in advance, so like when we book our time together. Um, I send out the questions that I'm like, okay, feel free to write down your answers, you know, really think about these things um, and then come back and we'll talk about it. And yeah, like some women have come on and been like, I've never even thought about that before. So thank you for making me think about it and get the wheels turning. Um I've had I had one interview where I really hoped that I helped her in some way, but I could tell that she was really suffering from um, like postpartum depression. Um, and you know, you can you can just hear it. Yeah. Um, and so I hope that I mean, I hope that I helped her, you know, um, that's that's the goal really is to be a judgment free zone and to just have a conversation about who they are, you know, um, because that's something that really helped me get out of my depression, um, both postpartum and COVID <laughs> depression, yeah. um, is talking about who I am outside of my title. Yeah. And you 
talked about a judgment-free zone. There's Mm -hmm. too much, there are too many judgment zones. (laughs) So to have an outlet where that doesn't exist, that's what's great. And Mm -hmm. you do provide that. I mean, I can say from firsthand experience, just to be able to talk and just get it out. Uh, It was definitely different, you know, for me to be on that side of things as the guest. And I did, I think after we recorded later that night, like, you know, us women like to do, um, starting to overanalyze things. I was like, man, I feel like I was just talking and talking and talking and rambling and rambling. (laughs) And maybe that's what I needed. And if that's your outlet and that's what you're providing for some people, then that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, I think, you know, it's not just you. Like everyone does that. Um, I do that after every episode. Um, like, I know. Was I, I have, okay? Yeah. Like hosting <laughs> right. that, you know, and you get in your head. Yes. And we, we really need to stop doing that. Um, but I'm sure that I will lay awake tonight and be like, oh, man, is that episode going to be okay? <laughs> it's going to be okay, Jerrica. I promise you it's going to be okay. I really, truly do. <laughs> It's been great. And Jerrica can, like I said, be found on all the podcast platforms. She has a name too, is the podcast that she hosts. And you talked about having individuals on. Maybe there is someone listening right now who is super confident and wants to be on your podcast. Or maybe there's someone who's not super confident and they're like, wait a minute, maybe this can help me. Can Mm -hmm. people just contact you and submit? Yes. Yes. I would absolutely love to have you guys on the show. Um, You can find me on Instagram at she has a name too, just all one word. Um, And that's really the easiest way to reach out to me is just to go follow me on Instagram and then send me a message. Um, and I would, I would honestly love to have you on the show. Um, I've had some incredible women Well, they're all incredible. They're just all great, um, in their own special way. And I love getting to know all of them. And I think that it's really cool too, Jerrica, that you are making these connections in different cities mm-hmm. and who knows where you're going to land. Yeah. So that's also helpful to you. And uh, I will have all this information on the show notes at jilldevine.com. And again, this episode is going to be okay, Jerrica. Thank (laughs) you for your time. Thank you for having me. Let's talk about Evoke Creative, a proud sponsor of the podcast. These ladies, they get it. They understand. They hustle. They do what they can to make sure that you get it and that you feel great about what you're doing with your small business. From social media marketing to website design to logo design, they do it all and they want to help you. So you can learn more right now at evokecco.com. You can set up a free consultation. And while you're at evokecco.com, check out some of their freebies that they have for you. It's Evoke Creative, proud sponsor of two kids and a career. Every Wednesday, new episodes of the podcast launch, and I really hope that you'll join me for next week's episode, episode 83. Rick Capriola will join me. He is the author of the book, The Addicted Child, and it is terrifying as a parent to think about the idea that our children could get addicted 
to alcohol, to drugs, and what we can do to help, or how can we help, or can we even prevent it from happening in the first place? We'll talk through all of this with Rick on next week's episode of Two Kids in a Career. 